0: Welcome to Stand Out From The Crowd, I'm your host, Darin. In a world saturated with information about successful individuals, have you ever wondered about the unique journeys that shape them? How did they make it happen? I created this podcast with the goal of unraveling the narratives behind some of the most remarkable women leaders and entrepreneurs. The triumphs, the challenges, and the moments that tested that resilience, we cover it all. Don't forget to subscribe to stand out from the crowd and to give up a five-star review because the stories we share on this podcast are worth it. We are worth it. Don't you think so? I hope you do. Tune in every week for compelling conversations that will broaden your perspective, provide you practical tips, and also ignite the spark within you. So stay tuned, stand out, and let's embark on this transformative journey together. Are you ready? Let's go. Join us for an intimate conversation with Amanda where she unveils the untold story behind her success. She also opens up about how she overcame a failed business partnership, a betrayal, that nearly led her back to corporate life. From turning Instagram stories into $10,000 paydays to navigating the challenges of entrepreneurship, Amanda's stories is not just about business. It is a story of resilience. Amanda, welcome. How are you doing? I'm good.
1: I love the word resilience.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one, actually. You know, when I was reading your story, I was like, no, this is about resilience. And God knows that when you're an entrepreneur... You need a good dose of resilience, and we're going to talk about it. You started a career in the marketing space. You have received quite a few accolades, and some of your achievements include RBC and the Woman of Influence nominations, as well as a bronze in the 2019 Canadian Marketing Associate Awards. Looking at it, I'm like, it looks like she had a beautiful career. You know she was successful. So what prompts you? Uh, to shift from being a brand marketing manager to venturing out on your own entrepreneurship journey?
1: I mean, a lot of lessons that turned into blessings, I would say. The first time that I ventured out into the entrepreneur world, I actually tried it quite a few years ago, which is when you and I met. Um, I think that was like 2017 or 2018 was when I first started everything. Um, and I could not for the life of me, get it off the ground. And I had to have some hard conversations with my husband and he was just like, I I really think you need to go back to work. I know you want to build this thing, but like, we've got bills to pay. You're expensive, Amanda. So <laughs> we need to figure something out uh, if you want to keep living this lifestyle. And I was really, really resistant to it and like almost hoping and praying for that overnight, you know, growth and just like, it's going to work. It's going to work. Um, but I was like, I got to be realistic here. And I'm, I'm such a dreamer. So it was very hard for me to come mm. to terms with that. So I ended up finding a job in corporate that was part-time and that was really, really flexible. And I was like, this isn't so bad. I think I could do this for a little while, but I'm going to give myself a year in this role to to see what I can do and then I'm going to try the whole entrepreneurship again. This time I'll be a little bit more savvy about it. Um, I'll make sure that the finances are in order. We've got clients that we're already working with and we'll try it again because the first time it was more me thrown into entrepreneurship, you know, I was asked to leave a job, um, in a very unfortunate way, uh, in a way that I was, you know, signed to not talk about, which was like a big, big red flag. And one day I will open up a little bit more about that horrifying experience, but that's not the decade for that. So, (laughs) (laughs) so we went back and everything was, was all good things were really moving. I had a leadership team that was so supportive of my business that I was still trying to grow. So I was one of those like five to 9am I would work on my business and then I'd go into the office from nine to Mm five and then I'd work on my business from five to 10pm. So it was just like constant work, constant work. I also was trying to explore sober life and how I could just be better than the way that I was currently running. And I don't know what your experience with alcohol is like Doreen, but mine has not been great. And it has done me no favors, just made me tired. I had had to start getting Botox. um, And (laughs) it's just not good for utilizing the skill sets that we have. So that was when I really started to kind of explore that. But things started to take a little bit of a turn at the corporate job. My leader at the time, who was introducing me to other women, uh, getting me at tables in boardrooms um, with like really sea level people, sharing my ideas, and again very supportive of what I was doing in my business. He fell really sick. We got new leadership on the team, and they were not so keen on what I was doing.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. So I don't know if you've ever heard of that theory of like you, you cut the tallest poppy. That's small. (laughs) So this usually happens in corporate spaces when people are excelling in their role, jealousy will come into play Mm. and the team members and colleagues will stop at nothing to essentially cut the tall poppy out and eliminate them from the path. So a lot of this started to to happen. I was asked to speak um, a lot within the company, host social media training sessions uh, while dealing with colleagues who didn't think I should be doing that. Um, so as my former leader grew sicker and sicker, these team members felt like it was time to just continue to the bullying and to push me out because there was nobody there to quote unquote, save me from all of this. And unfortunately he passed away and it was, yeah, it just horrible. He was wonderful. And that was when it got really, really bad. And I simply said, all right, I'm giving myself three months and I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm out of here. No matter what, if I don't have any clients, like this is not the space for me anymore. I can't grow. And it's really taking a toll on my mental health, my personal relationships and you know, the dreams I have to grow my business. Hmm.
0: Oh my gosh, Amanda, it sounds like you I mean, you have been through a lot in such a short period of time. So see, when I told you resilience is is the right word <laughs> to describe you, I was just right. I want to talk about a topic that is quite sensitive, but you are the first person actually that I hear talking about it or at least who is willing to open up about it is betrayal in business. And listen, I have been betrayed in business as well. And it made me lose a lot of money and my mental sanity as well, <laughs> I should say. But I never talked about it because I thought maybe I was too kind. I was too naive. Of course, you know, I would just doubt myself instead of assessing and analy- analyzing the situation. And I realized that betrayal in business is something that is quite common. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry that
1: you went through that too. It is so confusing Yeah, and it's a really fine line. Like you want to talk about it because you want to prevent other people from going through that, but you also don't want to come off as petty or bitter about the situation. But I honestly think you have every right to be a little petty,
0: and yeah
1: oh 100 <laughs> percent Okay so I mean I ended up quitting corporate. And this goes into the betrayal story. I ended up quitting a corporate in 2020 pandemic situation. We moved to Mexico in 2021 because we were living in a tiny condo in Toronto both of us trying to work from home and I'm like this is not working let's blow this popsicle stand and go
0: somewhere I (laughs) remember I remember your life in Mexico and all that you shared on Instagram and oh my goodness you lived your best life there
1: (laughs) yes but it was also very confusing because we're in this amazing space but we couldn't even share it with the people that we loved. Like nobody could come visit us. And all I wanted to do is just host and hang out. And I'm like, we can be in lockdown together. It'll be so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's when my business truly took off because I was really sharing a different side of, myself which was typically advice that you you wouldn't get from social media gurus it's like no stick to the business the tips and tricks the education the quick wins but i was like that's kind of dry and there's another space for that on social but in my stories is really where i gave you a look inside of the behind the scenes of the business but also like my life and just like things that i was doing uh thoughts that i was having that's when the business started to grow naturally it started to attract other people to wanting to work with me uh not only to hire me um which is how my business partner started out, but then to evolve into me hiring them to work with me. So my business partner found me through uh, somebody sharing my Instagram stories with her and things were going great. And she, it was almost like a love bombing situation. I did not realize that at the time, but you know, she'd send me these long voice notes, messages, just like, you're so great. I've learned so much from you and don't get me wrong. Like I appreciate, you know, when people compliment you. Um, but I always like had this thing at the back of my head of like, this is like a lot though. Like, mm. is there an angle here? I always have a little bit of trust issues as it is. Uh, but I decided to ignore it. Cause I'm like, you know what, Amanda, there's good people out there. This is genuine. And maybe this is just how they express themselves. So just, you know, take it for what it is. As she continued to work with me, she became a part of my membership and I really like took her under my wing and was like mentoring her. Uh, she asked for opportunities to, you know, teach in the membership or just like even do a collaboration post together and share some of her ideas. And of course I said yes, because like I had no reason not to allow her to do that. And I always want to give other women opportunities to speak in front of audiences that can benefit. So I was like, let's do this this is kind of what my membership's all about let's give people opportunities um, to grow their own spaces so from there we ended up just working more and more together it was bringing her in on like side projects that i was doing she was just like helping with like a lot of the admin stuff until eventually she became kind of like my like e- equal in terms of skill set which is great cuz i'm like I've done my job here. Like, I've taught you everything I know. You can now do it yourself. This is great because she wanted to start her own social media business. So we partnered up in 2021. We got uh reached out to by a few clients, uh, wanting us to do social media management, and this was something that I was already doing for a select few clients, like they had to be the right fit. It was very important for me because it's a lot and you we almost go like method when we do social we get in the brain and we want to sound like the brand and really give off that vibe and that essence and i was like you know what i'll only do this if we do it together so that was what really started the partnership we ended up splitting like all the client work 50/50 we were booked to the max i had a team of like eight people and growing wow. at one point, like tons and tons of clients. I never even had to look at my bank account, which was like such a difference from when I got fired and was on freaking EI and just like, what am I going to do? Having mm-hmm. to literally ask my husband for, you know, money for things, which is hard when you, A, are a woman because you want to make your own, but B, you've been used to being able to provide for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, things are going great until they weren't. So I noticed some like shifts in the team. I essentially had her managing a lot of the team members. I would come in for the monthly meets, but the day to day was like a lot of her stuff. Um, And I would be responsible of course, for doing the sales calls and really managing the relationships with the clients. Yeah. I was just kind of noticing like a shift in the team's energy. They were being weird to me and Mm. like almost not comfortable asking me things that they would ask me before. And I mean, you know, me, I'm a pretty approachable person. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm scary at all, but it was like, they became scared of me. Okay. I was like, What the heck happened? So I'm starting to go through, you know, self-doubt, imposter syndrome, thinking like I've changed and I'm different now and all that kind of stuff. And then I find out, you know, months, months down the road after we stopped working together that she had been telling people on the team that I didn't like them.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yes. So that was one of the things that I discovered, which is heartbreaking because, you know, who knows how those team members felt, but I know it's not good. Uh, of And none of that was ever said, right? So that was one. And we also had, and this was the straw that broke the camel's back, where the real, real betrayal in my eyes happened is we had a client who I never worked with directly, but, you know, bring them into the business, sign them up with a social media team, because at that point with that many clients, it was no longer me executing on all Mm -hmm. of the client work. And we had this call in May of 2022 and it was me, the business partner, the client, and two other team members. And the air in the call was like very weird. It was basically this client, like giving me attitude, telling me reasons why she didn't like me on the call in front of the team
0: wow and
1: (laughs) it was very awkward and i think the most awkward part is that nobody said anything when she was you know expressing herself which in my opinion should have been a one-to-one conversation um and i left that call like very upset wondering what the heck just happened? And I should have added this context. We were having a phone call with her to let her know that her contract was going to expire and we weren't going to be doing the same social media services anymore. So on the call, she goes, well, who says I even want to work with you, Amanda? Uh-oh. wow. Yeah. Yes. So I left that call kind of like shaking and like, what the heck was that? And why was everybody like so silent? If somebody had ever said anything like that to one of my team members, I would have gone like wolfy mode in a professional way and been like, what's going on here?
0: You know? Of course. Uh, Do you know why she behaved like this with you? Yes. So
1: also on the call, after she said, who says, I even want to work with you, Amanda, She turns and looks at my business partner. Let's call her Mary. And she goes, Mary, I'd love to continue with you, but we're business partners. So you don't do that. Slash we have like a no compete and you just don't do that to your business partner. So after the call, she was seriously entertaining, taking this client on and i was like okay well we need to talk about the contract and so on and so forth and she's like well i just like don't owe you anything so if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it on my own because somebody wants to work with me so it was a couple of days later that i went into my google drive and i found uh proposals that she sent not only to this client but to other clients we had at the time and even past clients to take them under her new social
0: media agency she was building. Oh, my gosh. How did you feel when you found out? That was like the betrayal. And
1: after that conversation, we never spoke again.
0: I mean, the mental health toll that, you know, it must have taken on you, that must have been horrible.
1: It was intense and the cherry on top of that phone call is that evening I received a really long email from that client who is a therapist. I feel like this is important for the story. She is a therapist and attached was a 13 minute long video of her literally explaining every reason why she doesn't like me. (gasps) who she never worked with in this whole thing. And it was like really like, I don't know, it was like kind of mean stuff and just who takes the time to send a video like that? Uh, And she CC'd my business partner on it. But as I said, never heard from my business partner again.
0: Honestly, that's really one of a kind. I know that the mental break from it is that you wanted to go back to work, right, to the corporate. You you no longer wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like that was it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like okay, I'm I'm building this business from scratch now. I want to move away from that traditional social media management, more on strategy, but also trying to process what just happened. And before, yeah, to therapy for it, because I was like. Confused and all I felt um sideswiped and just bamboozled and conned and hoodwinked and all those phrases. It was very confusing for me and I, I needed to process, but also I was like, I I gotta keep this business going. Like, what am I gonna do? And of course, in the back of my mind, it was like, okay, you can go back to corporate. There's always corporate, Amanda. You should go back if you ever need to. But I felt like I had put so much into building my personal brand. I had gotten so much momentum and done this really big thing with the agency. And for it to just be done overnight, I was like, I cannot do that yeah. to myself. Because there was a reason why I left corporate in the first place. It's yeah. Just- was not a fit. And I don't know if it ever would be a fit again. So the fun thing that happened though, from all of this is it really shed light on everything I don't want to do in my business. A lot of lessons that turned into blessings. Mm. I had a spark of inspiration one day and this was me reflecting back on the business growth and how I had originally built my community and the loyal followers, the loyal clients that like I keep working with over and over and over again. So it was this kind of like montage that was going on in my head of like all the good times that you would see in in a movie because I'm like, I want to go back to that. That's when I felt alive and like amazing. I didn't feel drained from doing all this work that I didn't want to be doing it was then that I was like, wow, I built all of that through pretty much Instagram stories. I was like then looking at the other features of Instagram and the other social media platforms and the types of communities that lived in these spaces, mm-hmm. which sparked the InstaSite method of okay. developing- Right. You don't need to post everywhere all the time in the same way because the audience is different.
0: And, you know, this is what I like about you and your approach to social media. A good description would be a non-overwhelming approach to social media. (laughs) And uh, I have been quite open about my love-hate relationship with uh, social media. And, you know, I have asked in my Insta stories, you know, questions for you about digital marketing and social media and almost the same questions uh, came back. You are very familiar with is uh, how many times should I post? What type of content should I post and how do I engage with people? And I feel like this is so overwhelming there is a new feature every other day that you gotta use in order to, to get the favor of the platform, or at least for the platform to push your content. Then there is an algorithm change. And then there are like so many things that you have to think of when your life is already busy. Right. And so I know it refrains a lot of people from being active and, you know, building their personal brand, their thought leader and eventually their business on social media. And what I like with the Insta site and you're going to tell us more about it is, you know, this is it. You do this once. You are very strategic about it and you don't need to think about it at least for a while. And this is what I call a non-overwhelming approach to social media, (laughs) because no matter what happened, the strategy behind is so thoughtful and so strong that it allows us to have this this time to appreciate it, to understand the benefit of it and to leverage it for professional growth. So now tell us more about this idea and how did you come up with the Insta site and where do you see the impact of the Insta sites with your clients?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really like stories that sparked it all for me to go down this rabbit hole of how are people consuming content on either the different features that Instagram has, whether it's stories, reels, lives, feed? And how are people consuming content on other social media platforms? Because they all have their own nuance, they all have their own language. And I feel like that's just not talked about a- enough. It's more so people are thinking I have to post every day and they're posting just to post without any sort of real understanding, even at the basic level that like your audience is probably not engaging the way that you're expecting in that specific space. So as I was uncovering these, you know, different audiences in the spaces, I essentially categorized platforms and formats into two different buckets. One is those that are really good at growth and discoverability and the platforms that are really good at nurturing and converting. And if you can essentially pick one platform from each of the categories, you're going to have a very holistic and well-running approach to social. You don't need to do all the things because as you said, Doreen, it's very overwhelming and you just you don't need to do it all, especially at the beginning, you can't. You're gonna spread yourself too thin and you're never gonna be able to get any sort of traction no matter what you do and how much time you spend in these places. The other thing that I, I think is important to know is right now, there is such a desire with these online communities and and people in general, but I mean, we're all part of online communities to go back to the basics and to really find niche experiences and niche communities. So with that understanding, you can now essentially carve out any topic and it be successful on a platform if you're like really, really sticking to it. And one of the things that I love to recommend to people is doing that over on a space like TikTok. And I know it could be overwhelming over there to get started. And I feel like we've got a little PTSD from Instagram <laughs> and like all the freaking stuff we had to do on Instagram. But It really is such an intimate space. And you can find your people like that. And the reach is insane. They've beat Google as like the number one search platform now.
0: Like the capabilities, right? Number one search platform like before Google? Before Google. People are going to TikTok first.
1: Which is crazy to say because when you think about how many users of tiktok there are compared to how many people know about google yeah it's like a fraction but even um in 2022 when i was reading about it the stat was 43% so now it has surpassed i got to find the number of what it is but back in 2022 it was 43% of people are now going to tiktok or even other social platforms for their initial search, because they're getting that like snapshot, that bird's eye view of the experience that you don't get on Google, right? You usually see text first, where it's visual when you go to social. So with the Insta the the Insta name is more so referring to a static grid on Instagram. You're treating your Instagram like a website. And like somebody is searching in the search bar for something. So all of the content is related to what you would typically find on a website. And it's highly searchable keywords and topics that you're putting out there because we want to mimic that experience. People are already used to that experience and that motion over on Google. So now we're shifting it over to Instagram where they're going to do that. First search of a concept, a specific business, or a a personal brand. Coupled with TikTok, and this is like the basic level of the strategy, you've got your static grid up and going, no longer have to worry about posting to the Instagram feed. Take that off of your plate. You're now focused on creating content for a space that's going to get you visibility. This is what TikTok was actually built for, is to get you in front of people and not just people, but that are niche in your community. The algorithm is so specific. It's like a joke in the comments section on TikTok that nobody's lived a unique experience in their life because we are all kind of like going through this and we're finding relatability in the most specific Things so you know, if you're posting a video onto TikTok and let's say the first few weeks you're stuck at 200 views, about 180 of those views are of your target audience.
0: Oh, wow,
1: it's so so specific. So, TikTok shows your content, your videos to 85 to 90% of people who are not already following you. Whereas Instagram feed shows your content on a regular basis. I'm not talking about when you can randomly go viral. I'm talking about on a regular basis. They're showing your content to maybe 1% of people who are not already following you. And like 5% of people who are following you. So why are we wasting all this time creating for a space that is not going to get us that visibility? Instead, get the visibility on TikTok, bring them over to Instagram where you can chat with them, build relationships, and eventually convert.
0: This is so powerful for businesses especially because I feel if the people on your TikTok are very niche, there is a higher percentage of them that will buy from you. I mean, either you sell services or products, right? Instead of tiring yourself with posting, 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 hoping that through hashtag and strategies and SEO, potential buyers will see your content when actually... TikTok will automatically show your content to potential buyers.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I experimented with just using Instagram stories for like three months when I was in Mexico because I didn't have time to post to the feed. And I was like, well, what can I handle? I still want to show up for my community, but I I can't make a carousel. I'm not spending three hours in freaking Canva (laughs) making essentially a PowerPoint presentation that nobody's even going to really see. So I was like, I built my whole business at the beginning through Instagram stories. And people were like, why don't you post the feed? Like, that's crazy. You should be using reels. Like, don't you want people to find your content? And I'm like, they are. Because what's happening is my community that's watching my stories and, and everybody's stories, it's people who are already following you. Those are the people who become advocates of your business and share your content. And that share from a story from somebody that you know is way more effing powerful than me showing up on the Discover page of Instagram. Period. Mic
0: drop. (laughs) But, you know, this is, you know as you're talking, I'm thinking, damn, this is social media one-on-one. Like, really, because I'm learning so much, and I have been learning from you a lot. You know, you are my go-to when it comes to social media, uh, and I'm not a savvy person when it comes to social media. LinkedIn is my, my gem, right? Outside of LinkedIn, this is something else. But then even now, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, this can be so simple, But we don't know how simple it can be because, and I feel also there are like so many gurus, listen, as I'm getting back on Instagram right now, the other day I was scrolling on Instagram and I came across videos telling, you know, people tell you to post multiple times a day, don't do that, do it only once, be specific about your hashtag, only three hashtag, and that's it. And then I came across another video saying, oh, you know, post three two to three times per day. Uh, they tell you to not do it, but when you do it, you post more, more than them. So you, you gain more visibility than your competitors and, you know, don't use hashtag or use a lot of hashtags. So within the span of five minutes, I came across videos telling everything and the complete opposite. And I was like, okay, I'm done. This is enough for me.
1: Where your focus goes, you grow. So you're experiencing a lot of growth on LinkedIn. It's your jam. I come to you for for LinkedIn advice. I still haven't figured out what I'm going to do there yet. Um, but you've experienced that growth because you've really, really focused your attention there. So why are we trying to do everything on these spaces? Mm. It said automate where you can and focus if you're looking for growth on a space that's actually going to give you effing growth. Yeah. You asked, like, what are my clients seeing with the Insta site? The the two big things. One is if people are discovering them on TikTok, the immediate thing is they're then going to go and click on maybe a couple other videos on their TikTok profile, but then go to their Instagram account, which you can link directly in TikTok. They're going to binge there and immediately follow. The Insta site, because it gives all the information that somebody might need when they first come across your page, it's like a bird's eye view of your brand in like seconds. The follow ship happens super fast, but now they're also noticing the conversion is a lot higher. So with the strategies that we're putting together, it's like, okay, we're sharing more behind the scenes, personal content on Instagram stories. And this is just an example, TikTok, we're sharing longer tutorial videos. So now people are getting different types of content, still very aligned, still very cohesive on different spaces. So they have freaking reason to go and follow you over on TikTok or LinkedIn or Pinterest or whatever it is that you're using as your primary growth platform to then drive the traffic over to Instagram, to build those relationships, to convert, to retain, and to build those advocates
0: of your brand and your business. Wow. I love it. And so looking ahead, what kind of of legacy, and this is a question that I like to ask all the guests, what kind of legacy would you like to uh, leave through your work uh, with the Wolf Cool? What would you like to be remembered for?
1: I mean, i definitely love to be remembered for the Instacite method, for sure. But deeper than that, it's I want people to feel like they can do social and not be overwhelmed about it anymore. And I want them to remember me for like making them feel good about it.
0: Hmm. Which is what you're doing. I'm telling you, this is already what you're doing. (laughs) It means that you're on the right path. (laughs)
1: we're trying I keep seeing those number sequences Doreen so
0: (laughs) (laughs) is there anything that any thought that you would like to share with our audience before we wrap up the episode take the pressure off of yourself
1: and step back from your social for like even a week and come back to it with a clear head I guarantee you that space is going to give you a fresh perspective new ideas and really think about like How do I want to show up on here? Know that the algorithms are going to find your communities for you.
0: You don't need to do that outreach. You just have to be you. How powerful is that? Very powerful. Amanda, I want to thank you for this social media strategy masterclass (laughs) one-on-one. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you for opening up about your journey working in corporate and transitioning to entrepreneurship. This is not easy. But this is doable, and one of the purpose of this this podcast is to uh, showcase a woman's stories, so other women, other people, but more especially other women who listen to your story, understand that what they are going through, the shit that they are going through is normal that there is nothing wrong this is just part of the process so thank you for your willingness to share your journey with us
1: thank you for having the space where i can
0: talk about it because it's uh not something i talk about a lot i know i know thank you so much amanda thank you